Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were all waiting for that one. I know you guys were. Wait, do does every single book have one like that? I, I'm pretty sure Half-Blood Prince does. And I think... Yeah, I think there's a chapter called The Half-Blood Prince. Is there a chapter called The Deathly Hallows? Okay, there's... And The Order of the Phoenix? There's not The Deathly Hallows. Um, no. I'm hoping there is. I hope there... Because I just want that joy every single single season. Just... Today we're talking about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban. That would be awesome. Wow. I know. Okay, so, first sentence. All those times we were in that bathroom, and she was just three toilets away, said Ron bitterly at breakfast next day, and we could have asked her, and now, Harry and Ron were, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> Harry and Ron were trying their hardest to find an opportunity to get into Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, but it was almost impossible because it was right next to the scene of the first attack, and you would think it would be that, that way, you know, um, after the first attack, not just now. Yeah, you'd think people would, would, wouldn't want to go there, but, you know. That's true. The yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go there. I Yeah, I'd probably do my best to avoid it and, like, only go there if I had to. Exactly. And swim through it. And, like, there's, I don't even think there is anything on that floor. Except for that bathroom. It's just a bathroom. That's the only Basically, thing. Basically, yeah. The, the whole floor is just hallways, and there's only one room. That, exactly. The bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. They're like, this, and here's this hallway of Hogwarts dedicated to the bathroom. We love our bathrooms here at Hogwarts. <laughs> um, so in Transfiguration class, McGonagall announced the, that exams would be happening in the 1st of June. Everybody was extremely surprised, and she explained that the only point of keeping the school open was so that they could all receive their education, and that Dumbledore specifically wanted them to run the school as normally as possible. That's impossible. Yes. Because, like, Imagine they should, have, they should have sent them to distance learning. Imagine at your school right now. Wait, so actually, the other day we watched this thing. It's like Harry Potter distance learning, and they it's like this comedy. Hogwarts in twenty twenty. Yeah, Hogwarts in twenty twenty. That was a funny video. I'll link it. But that's what they should have done: distance learning yeah. for Hogwarts students. But like, imagine at your school right now. There's a monster. And your school is suddenly a boarding school, and you're staying at your school, and there's a monster that's almost on the verge of, like, killing people. Yeah. I'll be a little bit scary. You're just, like, hiding in your classroom. <laughs> and they're like, is it going to come to our classroom first? It's like, I don't want to leave my classroom because my <laughs> adults are here. And that'd be so scary. Yeah. Like, there's a giant dog running around the campus. Killing people, pretty much. <laughs> so, three days before the first exam, at breakfast, Professor McGonagall said that she had some good news. She told everyone that the Mandrakes were ready for cutting at last, and that they would be able to revive all of the people who had been petrified. Ron told Harry that they wouldn't have to talk to Myrtle anymore, because Hermione would probably have all the answers. Hermione always has all the answers. She knows everything. Everything. Yeah. But- like, well. I, you know those memes where it's, like, Google, but it's actually just Hermione? <laughs> it's, like, at Hogwarts, they don't have Google. They have Hermione. <laughs> just ask her. She'll know. Um, I think I, if I was at Hogwarts during that time, I probably would have gotten all of my homework help from Hermione. Depends on what house I'm going to be in. It doesn't even matter. If I'm in Slytherin, yeah, maybe I'm not going to talk to her, but I'm in Hufflepuff, so of course I'm going to talk to her. Well, I'm in Ravenclaw, so I don't need Hermione. (laughs) I don't need Hermione. I would. 
Let's just, yeah, all the Hufflepuffs were going to need Hermione's help. The Ravenclaws, they're fine. Slytherins, they don't like Hermione. So while they ate, Jenny came and sat down next to Ron, and her hands were twisting in her lap. She said that she had to tell them something, but before she could, Percy said that if she was done, he wanted that seat. So rude. I know. I still love Percy. That's a, I think that's a controversial opinion. That, that, Percy is one of my favorite characters. I don't like Percy. I love Percy. He's, I think it's one of the saddest moments in the whole book when he comes to the Battle of Hogwarts to help fight. Um, so, yeah, finally, Harry and Ron got their opportunity to talk to Myrtle one morning while they were being walked to class by Lockhart. They convinced Gilderoy to let the students walk to class by themselves, and he let them. Of course, he's so stupid. Like, he didn't even think, oh, yeah, there's this monster on the loose. He just kind of relies on the ministry. Yeah. And he also, like, I don't even know what's with him. I think he just thinks that, um, he should just believe everything and you'd think if he had like that much of an ego he'd be like no no i must protect you yeah like oh yeah i can protect you so i'm going to escort you to class in case they were wrong i think this is like his cowardice kind of coming out yeah like he's too weak to kind of even go against you know what what cornelius is telling people so yeah i think that's his lazy side um so Hermione or Harry quickly came up with an excuse saying that they had been on their way to see her. Oh, wait, did I even? Did I? Yeah, I did say that. Okay, so Harry quickly came up with an excuse saying that they had been on their way to see Hermione and tell her that the mandrakes were ready. McGonagall said that she understood, and they hurried down to the hospital wing because now they had to. Pomfrey let them in but said that there wasn't any point in talking to a petrified person. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like. I probably wouldn't go and talk to Hermione. Because there's no point. It's not like she can move or anything. Yeah. Um, like, she's just kind of there. And she's, like, gonna get better. So it's not like she's dead and, like, I'm gonna go talk to her because I want to. Like, no. She's gonna get better. She's just frozen. Yeah, and if the mandrakes are ready, why don't they just really quickly made this, make the stuff? Yeah, I don't... It probably takes a while. Because, like, think about how long it took them to make the polyjuice yeah. potion. That took, like, a month. So this probably takes even longer. So Ron asked Harry if he thought that Hermione had actually seen the attacker, but Harry was focused on Hermione's hand. He saw that something was clutched in her hand, and he and Ron tried to get it out. They finally got the paper, and it was a page from a book. How did they not see this piece of paper before? Yeah, or Madame Pomfrey. Like, how did she not see it? She secretly hit Hermione's <laughs> hand. She's like, I am the heir of Slytherin, <laughs> and I'm going to plant clues. Okay, so here's the page. Of the many fearsome beasts and monsters that roam our land, there is none more curious or more deadly than the basilisk, known also as this king of serpents. This snake, which may reach gigantic size and live many hundreds of years, is born from a chicken's egg, hatched beneath the toad. Its methods of killing are more, most wonder. Sorry, there's like a lot of... I don't know if you guys can hear the background noise of our dogs barking, but... Um, so its methods of killing are most wondrous. For aside from its deadly and venomous fangs, the basilisk has a murderous stare, and all who are fixed with the beam of its eye shall suffer instant death. Spiders flee before the basilisk, for it is their mortal enemy. And the basilisk flees only from the crowing of the rooster, which is fatal to it. So, like, yeah, like you were saying, it's kind of like their Voldemort. It's like the spider's Voldemort. 
You said that, I think. No, yeah, no. It's like it's like it's it's like the spiders are like the people the people of the visiting world. The best is Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because the people of the Wizarding World um, are scared to say Voldemort's name. They're scared yeah. to just see Voldemort. And this is the same thing with the spiders. Like, um, pretty much if you come across Voldemort, you're going to die. Unless you're, like, an amazing wizard like Dumbledore. Yeah. Because he's just too strong. But um, if you uh, are a spider and you come across the Basilisk, you're probably going to die also. So, yeah, it's, they're Voldemort. Um so Harry finally understood. He told Ron that the monster was a basilisk. Well, it's also because they're afraid to say their name. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just the same concept, though. He, they can't say their name. They don't want to see yeah. him. They escaped the castle just because they know he's there. Yeah. So um, he told Ron that the monster was a basilisk and that he was hearing it because he, he could speak parcel tongue. Then they talked about all the ways that students had seen the basilisk, which were super coincidentally, like... They had seen them through a puddle of water. They had seen them through a mirror. They had seen them, yeah. in these, like, through a ghost. That Just all these crazy ways. Harry explained to Ron that the monster had been getting around using the pipes. They realized that the entrance to the chamber must be in Myrtle's bathroom. Ron asked if they should go to McGonagall, and Harry said that they should just wait in the staff room. Um, what do you think's in the staff room for the teachers to eat? I don't know. Like, do you think there's a little, um, a little spot? I feel like there's, like, a secret coffee maker. So, you know how in the kitchens there's, like, um, the, you know, the table where they put all the food and then it magically goes up? Yeah. Do you think there's a little room for the staff room in the kitchen? So, it's, like, we put these, like, little coffees out, we put, like, biscuits, we put some tea, um, and then it, like, magically teleports into the staff room. Yeah, but I feel like the staff room is, like, pretty boring. I would love, I, you know, I'm loving, I would love to imagine, well, I am imagining it, and I do love it, that um, on each room, table in the staff room, there's just, a, like, a, a china tea set, and, like, <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like the, the ceiling would just be dripping water, <laughs> and there's stains on the walls, <laughs> we're just imagining Snape's <laughs> ideal staff room, but, like, can you imagine Snape sitting there sipping tea with his, like, pinky out, and he's just, like, Hmm, this is so good. God save the queen. <laughs> My God, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Okay, if you're British, please email us. Do any? Do you have you? Does do people actually say God save the queen? No, because I say it. I'm not British. I I mean I think I think it would be cool if they all just went around all day saying God save the queen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like instead of just waving or saying hello, instead of saying hello God or bye, the their greeting is just God save the queen. <laughs> so the bell never ended up coming to mark the end of class, and instead they could hear McGonagall's voice through the castle saying that all students needed to return to their dormitories. They decided to hide in a staff wardrobe to hear from the teachers what was happening. They heard the teachers all come into the room, and McGonagall said that a student had finally been taken into the chamber. Dun, dun, dun! She said that there had been a message on the wall underneath the other one, and it said her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Oh my goodness gracious. That's scary. Like, imagine being a student and coming upon that. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. That's not very pleasant. I don't like that. Imagine if it was your friend. That would be pretty scary. Or, like, your sibling. Imagine Ron finding it himself. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Oh, 
That would be pretty scary. Okay, so <laughs> what if instead of skeleton, it's just it's just like her carcass. No. <laughs> Her pile of flesh. Oh. <laughs> her made in the chamber. Her forever. dried organs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so uh, Hooch asked who, and McGonagall said that it was Ginny Weasley. Dun, Devastation. Dun, dun. Can you remember what you thought when you heard that it was Ginny Weasley the first time you read the book? Because I can't remember. <laughs> I read the I read this book so long ago for the first time that I don't remember. I was I don't know. It's been a long time. I uh, I was bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was bamboozled. <laughs> okay, then I'll just say I was bamboozled. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was a good one. But um, the only really like reactions I can remember are uh, from number six and number seven because those are the books that just made me mad at certain parts. Suddenly, they heard Lockhart come into the room, and Snape told him that his moment had come at last. Oh, I thought it said that his mother had come at last. <laughs> Lockhart, look who's here. Your mum. Oh Your mummy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, McGonagall said that they would leave it to Gilderoy, and that he would be able to tackle the monster himself. Uh, Lockhart said that he would be in his office getting ready, and he left the room. They, they just... They just expect him to be able to go I know, and take on this mean. monster that's been nearly killing children. I feel like maybe that's a little bit like, I feel like that's a little bit like, we don't care yeah. really that much about Ginny. Yeah, so like, like, Lockhart, why don't you go deal with it? I know. You know. No one cares about you anyway. It's like, she's gonna die anyways, but we can also get rid of Lockhart <laughs> in the process. That's a good, that's a, well, like, <laughs> I feel like I would have sent the most skilled teacher down. I would have sent all of the all of the teachers down. I, okay, yeah, I probably yeah. But they don't know where it is. Anymore. That's a problem. I, have I think you know what I think. Well. I think Harry should have told all the teachers right then and there, and they all should have gone, all of them, every single one, because they all could provide skills to kill the basilisk. Yeah, and have Snape just throw potions up. Yeah, <laughs> he can throw potions like you do in Minecraft, where you just yeah, throw potions. Yeah, chuck it. Yeah. And then, uh, Sprout, you know, she can throw plants. <laughs> oh, man! And McGonagall, she can actually use her wand, and so can Flitwick, because they're both good wizards. And, yeah, uh, who else is good wizard? Sprout can throw dirt in, <laughs> dirt dirt in, in the eyes. eyes. Minerva told the teachers that the heads of houses would need to tell the students what had happened and that the train would take them home tomorrow. Oh gosh! Imagine like the devastation. Just like I got on the, I, especially my first year. Just imagine going just like your first. You just going to school. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully you couldn't hear that. Go ahead, just go ahead. So just imagine going to your normal school day, and then you hear that like. There's an infant, there's like a giant wild dog that can't be removed from the school. Basically, yeah. Like, no, man, <laughs> you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to leave that school. If forever. you're a first year, that's kind of devastating. Like, I got on the train this year for a good first year at Hogwarts. Yeah, I'm but like, then imagine okay. <laughs> that there's only nine other school options and none of them are in, in your country. Oh, God. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, if Ilrum were because, you know, we pretend that we would go to Hogwarts here in America, but the truth of the matter is that we would go to Ilvermorny, even 
if it's worse than Hogwarts. And so, you know, like, if if Ilmermorny suddenly was infested by wild dogs that eat people, then we couldn't go to school. We would literally have to move to the UK. Or, well, there's others. Or France. Or, or Africa. Or literally, like, China. I don't remember where the other ones are. But they're, like, they're, they're like, all over the world. And the problem is that there's so few and far between that, like, you, you have, have to, to move. Exactly, yeah. So, But then there's probably going to be lots of problems in every single one. Yeah. Um. Uh, so they went, they all went back to the common room and sat in silence. When Fred and George went to bed, Ron asked Harry if he thought that Ginny Which was still alive. Which is probably like one in the morning, by the way. Yeah. Because they stay up forever. And that Ginny was still alive, and that they should tell Locker about the basilisk and where they thought the chamber was. Harry agreed, and they headed to Lockhart's office. They knocked, and Lockhart looked them in after they said they had information. <laughs> we have the information, Lockhart. We have the information. We know you need the information. <laughs> We have dirt on you, Lockhart. <laughs> We're going to tell everyone if you don't listen to our instructions. <laughs> when they walked in, he had two trunks full of robes and his stuff. He told them to be quick, but they asked if he was leaving. He said that he had an unavoidable appointment, so they yelled at him about at him asking about Ginny and what he would do about her. He doesn't care. He does not care. I don't care about little children's lives you know i only care about my own life and how much money i can i don't even think he's in it for the money he's just in it for the fame you know like there's a child about to be killed but i don't care pretty much yeah (laughs) i'm getting out of here okay um then they asked about his books but he told them that he didn't do anything those books said he did and that he had to track down the people who actually did those these things ask them about it and then erase their memories the classic like villain confession the way he says this it's like it's like that's what like that he's justifying it basically this is why this is why it was okay i actually did work i had to put in work to do this (laughs) Uh, Lockhart said that he would have to erase some memories, but Harry used Expelliarmus to disarm Lockhart, so they forced him to come, uh, with them. Okay. I, okay, <laughs> I didn't realize this until now. I think, it, like, expel, like, expel something from your arm. Yeah, I guess. I, I didn't really think of Oh, it says arm yeah. in it, huh? Yeah, like expel, expel like your arm, expel your wand, or your expel arm. your arm from your body. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> expel the arm in. Oh my god! Wait, what if he, I wonder what would happen if someone like said Accio nose or Accio arm? <laughs> Accio arm. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Okay. Um. Okay, yeah. so Harry used uh, Expelliarmus to disarm Lockhart, so they forced him to come with them. They just held a person against their will. They are committing a crime. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they went to Wanting Mortal's bathroom and set Lockhart in first. And then in the book, it said that Harry enjoyed watching Lockhart shake. It always what does. is wrong with you, These Harry? These are the kind of things you only notice when, like, you're reading this for the fifth time, because... You know, I was, re- you know, I know. You always read these books and you're like, oh, Harry's so, he's so sweet and innocent. And then you read this one line where it's like, he Harry enjoys watching the person like, shake in fear. I think it was last chapter where it was like, Harry just wanted to throw a book at his face. And I was like, Harry, what has gotten into you, son? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, 
we see the darker sides of Harry yeah, sometimes. Harry's the true villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> they asked how Myrtle died, and she said that all of Hornby teased her about her glasses, so she ran into the stall. When she came out, she saw a big pair of yellow eyes and died. Myrtle said that she saw it near one of the stings. She's really chill about that. She's just like, well... I came out of the stall and, and I, I died. died. <laughs> she doesn't even cry. Like she's just. I chill. know. Myrtle said that she saw it near one of the sinks, and when they inspected the sinks, they found a small snake engraved on one of the faucets. Ron, and Harry's like, "Well, that's my cue, <laughs> pretty much." Ron told him to say something in parcel tongue, so Harry used the snake to help him, and like. Imagine he like imagined the snake was real. Like I would, not, I don't. I feel it. like I don't think he would be. I don't think he's skilled enough to just be like, I'm going to pretend that this snake is real and then I'm just going to talk to it. I know like, he's not that smart. So he spoke open in parcel tongue, and the sink sank into the floor and revealed a large pipe that person could fit into. Wait, I wonder if Harry could speak parcel tongue. Like he man, he like he mastered it. Like, he could speak um, it out well. I don't think he on. mastered it. Oh, wait, no, because he lost the ability. Oh. Remember when yeah. Horcrux and him got destroyed? I think it would have been cool if he hadn't lost the ability. He could have had... Okay. His kids could have been able to speak Spiral's tongue, and then he would have had a secret language with his kids. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Albus Severus Potter, the second heir of Slytherin. Oh, next. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... They slid down the pipe and came to a large, slimy room filled with bones. They saw a large, curved thing lying across a tunnel, asleep. They noticed that the thing's skin was that of a snake, and then Lockhart grabbed Ron's wand and yelled, Obliviate, but the ceiling fell, and Harry was blocked off from going to Ron and Lockhart. Harry went on alone and came to a door where Harry said, Open, and personal time. And then last sentence. The serpents parted as the wall cracked open. The halves slid smoothly out of sight, and Harry, shaking from head to foot, walked inside. Done. That's a good chapter, Done. huh? Done. I, I, to be continued. Yeah, like, can you guys believe it? Two more chapters until this book is over. And, yes, second season, almost over. I know, and I, like, guys, I can't tell you how much, I, how excited I am for book three. It's, like, I know. It's my favorite. I think book three is the most nostalgic book. Because I, feel, I feel like our seasons have gone by so fast. I know. I think that, um, book three is like universal studios because universal studios yeah. i feel like is really based off of book three it is it's a very like there's, there's the, oh. the mentors the uh <laughs> buckbeak um yeah and then um, uh there's a and then uh the haggard's pumpkin patch like that's a whole ride and you ride in a hippogriff yeah and like um butterbeer i think is the most prominent in book three um what else yeah, Hogsmeade just becomes important in book three. And Remus and just the Marauders in general um, are really awesome. I'm really yeah, excited yeah. to see them. Uh, like, they're just awesome, and I can't wait for book three. It's my favorite, as I've said. You guys know this. All right, now, movie goofs. Yay! At around one hour and 15 minutes, when Harry is reading off the paper that explains that explains Vasilisk. He says, spiders flee before it, but his mouth is saying something else. What Harry is actually saying is, and the crowing of a rooster can kill it. A scene was filmed but cut in the theatrical version that shows Harry running into Hagrid, who was carrying a dead rooster, and explaining that it's the second one he found dead. So basically, just to put this into like human terms, because that is very complicated. 
in the in the like full version it has the scene where like Harry's running into Hagrid with all the dead roosters and that would explain oh. why you know he they flee before roosters so like in the cut version they had to change it to spiders flee before it um so the scene, um, wait, oh. no, it's not over. The scene was later added on the second disc of the DVD as part of the deleted scene section. The full text of what Harry is saying is spiders flee before it and the crowing of a rooster can kill it. Also, I want to know, I actually want to know how much it would cost for each of the discs that include bonus features. Oh. Because I know that you can get a set without bonus features, but I want to know how much it is for the regular set. Around one hour and 55 minutes, when the chamber finally opens, we first see Harry, Ron, and Professor Lockhart from the front, and Harry and Ron are slightly behind Lockhart and in the position to threaten and guard him. When you next see them a moment later from behind, Lockhart is behind them and they are in no position to guard him. At around one hour and 55 minutes, Lockhart's cloak goes from flayed out to straight down between the shots when he is sprawled between the two basins at the entrance to the chamber secrets. At around 1 hour and 55 minutes, when Harry and Ron go into Lockhart's office, Lockhart is not wearing a cloak. But when they arrive in Morning Myrtle's bathroom, Lockhart has a cloak on. Um, and then the last one. So, oh wait, no, that's not the last one. At around 1 hour and 50 minutes, Ron and Harry discuss the basilisk's victims. And speaking about Mrs. Norris, Harry says, There was water on the floor that night. She only saw the basilisk's reflection. Just before Harry reads aloud from the paper again, the crew gas the crew's gas torch canister with a ra- with a regulator and tip that sits in a bucket beside another bucket leans against the wall. Oh, why wow. do they, why do they have a, t- a gas torch canister? I have no idea. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we just keep this handy. You never it's know what you're gonna need it for. <laughs> fun. <laughs> At around one hour and fifty five minutes, when Ron and Harry run into Professor Lockhart's office. After they've just found out that Ginny has been, has been taken into the Chamber of Secrets, Lockhart can be seen briefly in a mirror beside the door waiting for his cue. At around one hour and 55 minutes near the end of the film, when Harry and Ron find out that Lockhart's a fake, they push him towards the stone wash washstand in the girls' bathroom. When Lockhart touches the stand, it shakes considerably, proving that it isn't stone. I love movie use because, like, when I go and watch the movie, when we do our movie book comparison, we'll, like, literally notice all of these. And it's so much fun because I don't, I mean, it's obviously kind of ruins the magic to see all those little mistakes, but it's awesome to see all those little mistakes. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for the analysis. Welcome back from the break. And now, as always, we're going to start with the Hogsmeade Journal. 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 Okay, so first, I was on Wizarding World, and they have this awesome new craft to make your own Harry Potter design wrapping paper. So basically, what you what you do is, like, you pick it, you draw a certain Harry Potter design, like they did at Deathly Hollows, they did glasses, yeah. and they carved it into a potato, into a half a potato, and then they painted on the carved part, and then they stamped it onto the paper. And I'm making it sound weird. It like is it actually looks pretty easy. And they have the whole step by step like video on Wizarding World, so I will link that for you guys because it's super cool. And if you're getting something you someone you know like Harry Potter gifts, then definitely do this. It would be so cool. And send us a picture because um, I probably won't do it. I don't, have, I don't have the time for that, but 
Uh, if you guys do it, send it to us because I really want to see that. Um, they also came out with a bunch of new Hogwarts house stockings and ideas for stocking stuffers. So that is also really cool to check out if, again, you know someone who likes Harry Potter and you just want to get them something Harry Potter. And also, right now, the by far the coolest thing on Wizarding World is their new Great Hall experience. So before you start, I recommend watching the whole vi welcome video for from Liam Payne. So basically, it's once once you enter the digital hall, you can write your own message on a candle to like a specific person or to everyone so that someone can read it, or you can go into the Great Hall and read the messages. And you can also decorate the Christmas tree depending on your Hogwarts house. <gasps> Let me just say the Hufflepuff one is kind of sad because the um, ornaments are black. Oh. So like it, it kind of you can't really tell the. There's no the, yellow. Um, the yellow is on the other side, the side facing the tree, so that doesn't really make sense, but, um, it's really cool. And I haven't written one yet, like, I have, it's just still in, I just submitted it so that they can approve the candle. Um, I plugged our podcast in it, so I don't know if they're gonna allow that. <laughs> um, um, but once they do allow it, I'll tell you guys the number so that you guys can go check it out. Um, because you, you can type in a certain candle number, um, so that you can find whichever one you're looking for. <clears throat> so if you write one, be sure to email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com, and we will let all of the listeners know which one to look for. And we'll look, and we will read it on the podcast. So now for the eighth question, eight of 13, five more. If you could be one character in the wizarding world, who would it be? And I don't mean play on screen. I mean, like, be. Go through their life. Uh, live their life. Oh, goodness gracious. That's hard. Because you have to pick someone who doesn't go through a lot of, like, hard challenges and doesn't die. I would pick, um, Florida De La Cour's little sister, Gabrielle, I think her name is. Not because, like, I, we don't know anything about that character. It's just, first of all, she doesn't die. And she doesn't really have to do anything really bad. Like, I would pick Fleur de la Cour, but she does kind of have to go through these challenges in the Triwizard Tournament. And she does fight in the Battle of Hogwarts, and I don't know if I would want to do that. Oh, so I would be her little sister, because then I could still be... Horrifying experiences. I could still kind of look like her, um, and then I could also just not have to go through these horrifying experiences, basically. I... You know it. You know what you want to, who you want to be. You can't be Neville, though, because, I mean, like, you could, but I don't think you'd want to. Uh, I think no, there's only one downside to this person. Well, who? Um, involves fire. Uh, it's Charlie. Charlie? Okay, why? Dragons. You want to be Charlie? Okay. Yeah, I like, yeah, it's really hard to pick out a character that doesn't go through a lot. Um, but, like, if you pick Lily, because Lily's somehow, you know, your favorite character. Lily dies. Lily dies. And, like, if you pick any Marauder, they all die. And if you pick Voldemort, you're crazy. What is wrong with you? I know. And, like, if you pick Remus, or, I already said that. If you could, pick Nymphadora, uh, wait, then. Could I choose, like, a good Grindelwald? No! That's not allowed. It has to be a real okay. Harry Potter character. Well, would you classify Grindelwald as good? Because I think his intentions are good. No, his in the problem is that his intentions... Well, I think the way he presents them are good, but I think he has deeper intentions that just aren't as good. 
and they and they involve like you know killing a bunch of muggles stuff like that you know yeah so i don't think his intentions are that good but i think that he presents them in a good way so i think his public self is good and his private self is bad that's what i think what do you think so who are you gonna pick you haven't said uh charlie weasley charlie weasley okay then Good. Email us. Let us know who you would be. And reasoning. Tell us your reasoning. Mr. Banks. I would be. I would be a. I would be a non Harry Potter character. Mary Poppins. Okay. Ready for the analysis. So yes. today we are all we are going to be talking about the one and only very remarkable Gilderoy Lockhart. He has a very controversial name too. It could be Gilderoy. It could be Gilderoy. Either way, it could his, be either way. Away. Look, either way, his name does not really roll off the tongue. It is not a very fast. Gilderoy. Gilderoy. That's, I love the letter J. That's a very annoying word to say. Gilderoy with a J. If his name was Cake Lockhart, that would be better. Or what? Cake Cupcake. I think Cupcake and Cake are the very satisfying words. Cupcake. Definitely. So I think that if his name was Cupcake Cake, then that would be a very satisfying name. <laughs> but I don't think he has a satisfying name right now. P's are very P and J's are very satisfying letters. P B and J. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that Gilderoy or Gilderoy or Lockhart for that for that matter is very satisfying. I don't like his name. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I Gilderoy. Think, I think it's a good name. I just don't like. It, it could I be don't better. Know. Yeah. So. It could be it could be Gilderoy cupcake. Basically, <laughs> it could be cupcake cake. It could be Gilderoy chair. Okay, so <laughs> very satisfying. So Gilderoy name. Lockhart was. Oh, emails. Tell us what your most sad, the most satisfying words are. Oh, jeez. And we'll make Lockhart a new name with your guys' submissions. So Gilderoy Lockhart was born to a witch mother and a Muggle father. Um. Oh wait, actually, before that, I want to talk about what do we think of Gilderoy. Is he a good person? Is he a bad person? Is he an awesome person? Is he a terrible person? What is he? After he had his mind erased, he's amazing. Honestly, he's, like, very sad after he gets his mind erased. I feel really bad for him. No, I mean, Joe, no, he's very happy after he gets his mind erased. I feel bad for him. That's so sad. He got his mind erased, and now he's literally living, like, he's, he doesn't remember anything. He's just in, like, this ward at the hospital. Okay, first of all, I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad. He's erased many people's minds. He's so, that's but, so sad. But he doesn't seem sad. I think he's sad. He's not sad. No, I don't, he doesn't know that he's sad. He doesn't know. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> but uh, he's We so, have to protect him. But I think the reason that he's one of my favorite characters is because of the way that Kenneth Branagh plays him in the movies versus how he actually is in the books. He's pretty obvious. He's very annoying in the books. But in the movie, he's very fun. You know, he's a good character. Ho, 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 ho. Um, and I think his Funko Pop is really cool, and I really want his Funko yeah, Pop. that's pretty obvious. Yeah, so Gilderoy Lockhart was born to a witch mother and a muggle father, had two older sisters, and was the only one of them to show any magical ability. Okay. And, like, I know we talk about this a lot, but again, how hard must it have been for the sisters who are older than him to have their younger brother be the special one? That would be hard. You know, it like was, it was like wait, it was probably hard. You know, when they tried to burn him at the stake. Oh, like Vaughn, if I was a muggle and you were a wizard, I would be very infuriated. I should be the wizard, not you. I'd be pretty bad if you were a wizard. Really? Yeah. I feel like I would feel cheated if you were a wizard and I wasn't. 
um i'd be like I fi- i'd fi- i'll find a way <laughs> yeah so um he was also his mother's favorite quick spell we would do quick spell you can <laughs> oh <laughs> um uh he was also his mother's favorite. No, I already read that. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Yay. Gilderoy imagined that when he arrived at school, he would get the same welcome that Harry Potter was, would receive de- decades later. You, like, talk really fast. <laughs> like, just let me get the note over. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he did not realize that he would be attending a school full of people who were also magical and much more advanced than himself. Much more advanced. He's not... I think he just relies on the fact, like, I'm awesome, obviously, my hair's amazing. And I'm Everyone's always going to be better me. than everyone. Basically, yeah. So, um, it was a shock to him that no one was very impressed by his naturally wavy hair. Who wouldn't be impressed by his hair? I mean, look at my hair. Why is anybody impressed by my hair? I mean, <laughs> no. I love walking down Gil- the street. Nobody even takes a glances. Bonnie, Gilderoy has better hair than you. Gilderoy has better hair than everyone who ever lived. Better than you? Yes. Wow. Gilderoy has the best hair. I think everyone listening can agree with that. Gilderoy's hair is the best. Yeah. No one's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Exactly. So Gilderoy's teacher felt that he was above average, even though he lacked some of the ambition. And that's probably why he was in Ravenclaw and not Slytherin. Um, Lockhart would constantly tell anyone who would listen that he planned on making a Philosopher's Stone by the time he left Hogwarts, and that he was going to captain England's Quidditch team to a World Cup victory all before he became the oh, youngest geez. Minister of Magic. I, his his goals are so far-fetched. I mean, he wants to be an alchemist. He wants to be, he, yeah, he wants to be an alchemist. He wants to- Like, he needs to f- pick one thing. He wants to create a stone that gives you never-ending never life. Become the best athlete in the world. Basically, yeah. And then become the youngest leader of his country. Mom's, like, mind. yelling in here. I don't know how if that hurt your ears if you were a headphones. I'm not yelling. <laughs> um, but uh, I think he needs to pick one of those things. And, like, maybe by the time you die, you would have done this. But, like, not by the time, you know, you're 20 or whatever. Yeah. So, Gilderoy was sorted into Ravenclaw House, and he was soon achieving good marks in all of his schoolwork, but he grew increasingly more unsatisfied. He, if he was not first and best, he would rather not participate Which at all. Which is a terrible attitude. Yes. It's a terrible attitude. Um, he thought, or you, actually. He valued learning only because it would earn him recognition. He even asked the headmaster to start a school newsletter, just because he loved to see his name in photograph and print. Oh my god, what is wrong? <laughs> He's so terrible, like, I just love seeing my photograph, and I want everyone to see it. Like, that's him. Um, I also think if he and Colin had gone to school together, they would have been best friends, because Gilderoy yeah. would have been the popular one, and yeah. Colin would have been, like, taking the, pictures the all day. Yeah, basically. So although Gilderoy was never very popular, through several exploits, he was able to make his well, his name known throughout the school. He received a week's worth of attention because he carved his signature in... Detention. I put attention. Oh. Detention. <laughs> because he carved his signature in 20-foot-big letters on the Quidditch pitch. Yeah. Wow. He created a massive version of his face that he could shoot into the sky in imitation of the dark Oh, arc. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and one year, he sent himself 
800 val valentines, and there were so many owls that the Great Hall had to be evacuated because they were pooping in the porridge, apparently. So after he graduated from Hogwarts, Lockhart started gaining attention, and many of his teachers felt that they had mis misjudged him because of all of the good he was doing. Lockhart had always been a lazy wizard, so he started to focus his talents on one subject, memory charms. Each time he wiped a witch or witcher's mind, he had done something remarkable. He would return to Britain with a brand new book about his adventure. Um, how do you, like, how did people, my question is, like, pretend that you went and you, uh, killed the, the banshee. Then, um, and I would, like, and I was your friend, right? And I knew you had done that. And somebody comes along and wipes your memory and takes the credit himself. How am I not going to be, like... Well, Me, the friend. How well, am I not going to be like, but I know that you did that. Why well, is he taking the credit? What I'm thinking is Jildroy wipes anyone's minds who comes forward about it. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So, uh, within a decade of leading school, Lockhart had published many autobiographies and had topped the bestsellers list. He had won many awards, such as Order of Merlin, Third Class, and Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile, Five Times in a Row, which is the most prestigious award in the Wizarding World, Witch yes. Weekly's Most Charming Smile. I mean, anyone would kill to win that award. Yeah. And he won it five times. When Dumbledore invited Lockhart back to the school to teach, many teachers were shocked because they remembered him being as ex extremely obnoxious, no matter how popular he had become. Uh, Dumbledore had personally known two of the people who Gilderoy had mind-wiped, and believed that as soon as Lockhart was put into a normal teaching setting, his lies would come out. Gilderoy would not have been as keen to accept the invitation if it hadn't been for the fact that Dumbledore had dangled the idea of Harry Potter being there in front of him. Yep. So, hmm, yet another example of Dumbledore using Harry for his own benefit and therefore being a bad person. Horrible like, person. I didn't even realize this until I was reading it the second time, and I was like, hold on. He literally, he doesn't like Gilderoy, so he invites him back to school to, like, reveal that he's a bad person, basically. And, um... And to get the only reason, the only way he's going to come back to the school is if I come up with something that yeah. is going to make him want to come back to the school. And he's like, "Oh, Harry Potter! I'm just going to use Harry Potter as bait." Okay, and this basically, Dumbledore is evil, and there's also supporting information in number seven. Basically, all this information number and number seven. six, and number five, and number all the numbers. And most you know, of the books. all the books, all of them. Harry does something for Dumbledore in all of the books. Except for maybe number three. Arguably, he doesn't. He's kind of a good person in that book. But I think that he is evil. And we're definitely going to do a whole episode, probably multiple episodes on Dumbledore uh, being an evil person. Yeah, we might invite some guests. Yeah. Um, to do those episodes. Because we, me and Vaughn, have the same like opinion on that Dumbledore is bad and Snape is good. I idolize Snape. So I think... He is a very good person, even though he has done some bad things. So I think it would be fun to have other perspectives. So we'll do several episodes on that. Um, so when put into the teaching setting, he had proved to be insufficient in everything except for memory charms, which, which ironically sealed his fate. Basically, he loved memory charms so much that it, it ended up basically ruining him. Um, right here. Uh, 
After having the memory erased by himself, Lockhart was, pl was placed and currently resides in Jan the Janus Thicke Ward of St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. So, how much of this did you know before we actually, like, read all these notes? Because I, I took the notes for this. Okay, so, like, well, I... I knew the first part. I knew the school year stuff, but I didn't know. I didn't know about like I I I I knew everything about him except for like his family. I didn't know. See, that's, I knew the opposite of you. I knew everything except for everything after his school year, and like everything we learned in the book. But I didn't. I had no idea that Dumbledore had ulterior motives for inviting him back to the school. Like it was for his own benefit, rather than actually, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know that much. Yeah, you use Harry for revenge. Yeah. So, that's it for today. Email us, tell us, like, any ideas you have for more questions for our Hogsmeade Journal, because we're, we have 13, we're gonna do 13, but if you guys can, if you guys email us with more, we'll definitely do more. Um, if you want to tell us your thoughts about Lockhart, tell us. Yes. If you want to tell us some satisfying words that we can make Lockhart's new oh, name, <laughs> cupcake cake, or cake, make cupcake, then, uh, you know. But, yeah, email us. We would love to hear your feedback. Yeah. And tell us if Dumbledore was bad, or if Dumbledore was good, and if Snape was bad, or Snape was good, because I think we should save that. I mean, just, that. just, you know, just tell us. Tell us all your... Tell us all your controversial opinions about characters. Uh, yeah, and so make sure to leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts because we'd really appreciate it. It would really help our podcast out. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.